0: To listen to some health gurus, you'd think that bread would kill you. It's high in carbs and can spike blood sugar levels. It contains anti-nutrients, which sound terrifying. I'd never even heard of an anti-nutrient, but now I now I have, I'm not sure I will ever sleep again. I'm having visions of mean-looking ingredients lurking in the dark corners of your sandwich, waiting for innocent nutrients to pass, and when they do, jumping out from behind a piece of tomato, beating them unconscious and drowning them in mayonnaise. (laughs) Apparently, even in its non-processed form, bread may raise bad cholesterol by a whopping 60%. And so, there is a now thriving industry devoted to the catchy little slogan, The more you eat bread, the sooner you're dead. (laughs) According to researchers, with their tongues planted firmly in their cheeks, more than 98% of convicted felons are bread users. Half of all children who grow up in bread-consuming households score below average on standardised tests. More than 90% of violent crimes are committed within 24 hours of eating bread. Bread is often a gateway food, leading the user to harder items such as butter, jelly and even cold cuts. (laughs) And bread has been proven to absorb water, and since the human body is more than 90% water, it follows that eating bread could lead your body to being taken over by this food product, turning you into a soggy, gooey bread pudding person. What if there's another kind of bread, one that won't raise your cholesterol, won't inflate your body mass index, and won't grow green mould, that will taste even better, smell even more heavenly, and satisfy a hunger no one sees? John, in his Gospel, loves to describe misunderstandings, where Jesus talks in metaphors, but his listeners take him literally. Today, he describes a conversation Jesus had with a crowd, a blessed crowd, a satisfied crowd, a crowd that has had its stomachs filled. The conversation has actually been going on for three weeks now, but we at St Paul's have hardly been aware of it because we have had business in the court of King David this summer and have not paid it much attention. This crowd numbered 5,000 people, and a couple of weeks ago they were hungry. Among them was a boy with a brown bag lunch of five rolls and two sardines ring any bells in the hands of Jesus humble offerings are transformed into feasts not surprisingly the 5,000 who ate their fill that day are hooked and they want more but Jesus has more important things to do than wow people with miracles I am the living bread that came down from heaven whoever eats of this bread will live forever and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh there is a hunger that no one sees like the pangs of physical hunger it strikes at your core you can't just ignore it it won't go away leave it unattended and you run out of energy but try to fill it with the wrong food and your relief will be brief your contentment short-lived the hawkers of dreams the peddlers of promises the sellers of mirages the bottlers of snake oil you know who they are they will bake you their goods In the Western world, we tend to believe we have built our societies on honourable and noble ideals, like the freedom of speech, the rule of law, government by the people for the people, freedom of conscience and worship. But actually, when we peer hard enough into the heart of Western nations, what we find is a truth less noble. The great myth of Western society is that consuming things will stop the yearning, that entertainment will feed the craving, that leisure will end the longing, and consumption will fill up the hunger for significance, acceptance, and self-worth. And to us, Jesus says, I and the living bread the good wholesome bread but often I would rather have the saturated fat of spiritual donuts the frosting of the chocolate cake the butter of the existential croissant Uh, if I take this metaphor too far you will let me know won't you? (laughs) Those quick fixes that satisfy the tummy rumble for happiness, relieve my boredom, or send pleasure-giving chemicals around my brain. But we know what it's like, don't we? Soon, the thrill of the new purchase wears off. The excitement of the experience is dampened by the ugliness of real life. The glucose high is over, and we're hungry again. I am the living bread. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. A teenager named Matt Corby went into his local Subway restaurant in Perth, Western Australia, and ordered a foot-long sandwich. Now, most of us are fairly trusting, and we would just eat it. But not Matt. Instead, this questioning lad pulled out a tape measure to see if his sandwich really measured up, and discovered that his footlong was a measly 11 inches. So he took a photo of the sandwich next to the tape measure and posted it on Subway Australia's Facebook page with the simple message, Subway, please respond. The picture soon received over 100,000 likes. Now, if you are head of customer relations for Subway Australia, you would hold your hand up, confess good-natured guilt, laugh at yourself, and give Matt lots of free sandwiches. But not the real PR people of Subway Australia. Instead, they got their legal department to post this humourless response. With regards to the size of the bread and calling it a foot long, subway footlong is a registered trademark as a descriptive name for the sub sold in Subway restaurants and not intended to be a measurement of length. Let's not listen to the bread that brags, the bread that lies. We know the material things don't satisfy. We know that the experiences of our senses don't last. We know that we're left bored when the thrill begins to fade. We could, if we wanted to, be like pine processionary moths. These whimsical little creatures, when they are in their caterpillar phase, have an overwhelming urge to follow other pine processionaries. Now, this sort of thing... um, is what keeps the men and women of science awake at night and so the French scientist Jean-Henri Fabre uh, needing to understand why these furry little copycats follow each other collected some and arranged them around the rim of a flower pot filled with the sort of vegetation that pine processionary caterpillars love (laughs) Then he watched them for an entire week as they marched around the rim of the flower pot as if on some never ending merry go round. Although food was only inches away, the caterpillars never stopped their death march to nowhere. Don't you get tired of the merry go round? The endless following false trails, chasing the next thing that promises to satisfy the hunger no one sees, when real food is only inches away. Don't waste your life staring at the back end of a caterpillar. To have full bellies we need good eyes we need to see the bread of life and tell it apart from the food that perishes. Sometimes the perishable food can do a very good impersonation of the imperishable. So uncannily similar can they appear that I often get the two confused. I sometimes think that Christian ministry is the real thing, that Preaching the word of life is the same as receiving it. That handling the sacraments is the same as consuming them. If I devote enough time and energy to preaching and teaching, pastoring the flock, seeking out the lost, planning for the mission and ministry of the parish, then I will be feasting on the bread of life. Instead, I can be just like a pine processionary caterpillar, fixated on the task in front of me, heading down the cul-de-sac of trying to gain self-esteem by my performance at work. While a few inches away, if only I stopped and looked, there is the living bread. I think of a time when I was a young Christian at university, I was earnest, sincere, keen, genuinely desiring God, but I was also impressionable, and I often chased spiritual food uh, that was of the perishable kind. I made judgments about what was nutritious and what would do me good based on externals. I joined a Pentecostal church because the outward signs of God's work in the lives of the members of that congregation were so appealing, an attractive and enticing dish, spectacular and supernatural evidence of God and no doubt for those dear Christians they were genuine signs of the living bread but for me they were not I was looking for certainty instead of faith, experience instead of perseverance, outward signs but not the inner reality. I was like the 5,000 who had experienced the miracle of the bread and fish, had enjoyed a supernatural feast, Jesus' big picnic, and now wanted more they fail to see that the true imperishable bread of life was the man who performed the miracle and not the miracle itself. Oh, but let's not think it's just other sorts of Christians, the charismatic or Pentecostal kind, who can make this mistake Even in our Episcopal tradition, we can confuse the eternal bread with the bread that perishes. We too are keen to experience the the signs of God's presence and activity in our worship. We usually call them sacraments. And sometimes we too may be tempted to fix our eyes so much on the sacrament that we fail to look beyond it to the reality it points to. This morning we are going to eat bread. But unless we, go, unless we look through the bread to the Christ who is present in it, then we may miss out on the power of the sacrament. This is not magic bread. We do not need to be superstitious about it. The founding documents of the Anglican Church are clear that the sacrament in itself, without faith, does not have a transforming effect on the person who receives it. But when we eat with hearts that are hungry for the Jesus who is really there... It will change us. We will receive gifts and graces. The hunger no one sees will be satisfied when you take it this morning in faith. So dare we, this day, this week, find the bread of life. The true and living bread that satisfies the hunger no one sees. And also spot the fake bread, the perishable food, and see it for what it is. As the Hebrew prophet Isaiah says, Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labour on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest of fare. Amen.